skateboard Downtown bus. Chinatown. We are... Oh, is this... Do we have everything we need here? All right, so we're uh, currently shopping at a Walmart. I found an extraordinary... Uh, I'm just going to stare at it. It's a camera right here in the liquor aisle. And um, it's pointing at us. It says recording in process. And progress, recording in progress is what it says. And so what I did was I made sure to video record it as well. There's a, Look at, look at. Hey, look, Philly, we're famous. We're famous. We're famous. We're on the television. There's a, a monitor up here with the camera. You'll see it on the Instagram. If you're friends with me on Instagram, I know Mr. Turetsky will be able to see it. He's my pal. Uh, whoa! You'll see my, my video of it. If you want, it's up to you. It's up to you. You are the, the, the key holder to the imagination experience should you decide to listen. Now, this is the oxymoron, folks. You know, the paradox that you are in is that in order to hear me give you this invitation, you have to already be listening to this before I even give you the invitation. The invitation is given to you as you're listening to this. So that's, that's, the, that's the paradox. I'm giving you the invitation to listen, yet you already have to be listening in order to hear the invitation. So keep that in mind. Here's your fun fact. You pay to have your star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. $30,000 to be precise. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. That was really cool. Nowhere to hide. That was really cool. Do you want to come down here for a... So the microphones right now aren't working okay. all that well. However, I do I have my podcast running, so I'm okay. going to record you on my podcast. Okay. It's called Inspirato Projecto. Awesome. Um, you know what? Let's. Microphone not working. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't seem to be turning on. Um, oh, here. You know what? Let's let's just come check on. Let's come. Oh, it is. There it is. Good. 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 Let's see. If, let's see if that other one's. So we just saw Nowhere to Hide. We're broadcasting now on uh, Inspirato Projecto, which will be available on iTunes and Spotify and a few and quite a few other uh, podcast apps and directories out there. It's so cool that we have a lot of the, the actors here and creators. Do we have other... You were in the movie, weren't you? Weren't you in the movie, sir? Yeah. Why don't you come out up here, too? Excellent job. Man, you saved the day. Why aren't you coming up here? So we're going to do a quick 10-minute uh, Q&A here before we uh, start up the next block. So uh, what, what, where did the idea come from? Do you know? Here. Uh, that's, that's all Judy. That's Judy, that's oh, okay. Judy yeah. 
cool, she's the cool. twisted one. Oh, that's great. So where, where did you come up with the idea? Um, well, I had heard sometime years and years ago about experiments that were being done on soldiers during World War II, and it just stuck with me that um, that that kind of um, that kind of work and mm -hmm. experimentation could be being done on people to try and create mind control drugs, and it was just really scary and kind of frightening as a prospect. So I just um, it was something that I thought. I wanted to bring attention to, even if it's if it's true or it's not true. Either way, it's like I think um, it's a question worth asking. And interestingly enough, at the original premiere, um, one of my uh, Walton um, castmates, um, Michael Lerner, who played my mom, her husband was a Vietnam vet, and when he saw the film, he went, "Oh yeah, it was absolutely going on." So that was yeah, very. It's crazy, like when you hear about MK Ultra and all that kind of stuff. Right. What's interesting is the fact that throughout the whole movie, like n not even the audience even realizes what the heck was going on, and there are all these little little Easter eggs in there, all these little tiny things. We're going, is it the crazy you know woman who owns the house? Is it you know it was it really the guy who? Yeah. I, so you're just wondering, and each layer keeps opening up more and more and more. It's like a Twilight Zone. There's so many twists in it. Where did you? So, what made you decide to write in so many twists, or did they just kind of come about? while you were make, making it? Well, I think any time you're trying to create a whodunit, you know, you want to give the audience a number of suspects. Mm -hmm. So when, you, you know, it's that balance between not wanting to make it too obvious, but not wanting someone to feel, I hate when I get to the end of something and go, oh, they didn't even give that person as an option, you know, when yeah. it's sort of like it's too out of there. So I wanted to have enough little breadcrumbs that people could go back and go, okay, I could see how that tied together. So it was a lot of writing backwards and forwards and, and then, you know, the, the actors did wonderful performances. Richard Anderson as Detective Kelly. Saves the day. Yes, thank goodness. And Raw Hannah as John Rawlings and Marlene Hammerling as our crazy, lovely, maybe you love to hate Ruth Jarvis. So their performances, you know, they understood and brought so many of the nuances that made it possible for the audience to then suspect people even more, I think. What were your thoughts about when you when you first uh, heard, read the script? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, it was uh, interesting to me. I love thrillers and things that you're not a hundred percent what's happening and what's not and what's real and what's not. So uh, for me, it was just a uh, pretty interesting script, and it was fun to be attached and really bring the character to life. And uh, got to enjoy to enjoyed working with Judy Ra. You know, everybody that was just part of it. <laughs> now, did, did this inspire you to go down the rabbit hole of uh, learning about these experimentations that were going on? Uh, no, not, not myself. Uh, I just kind of, uh, yeah, no, not, not for me. Not for me. So, so um, were you aware of these uh, experimentations? Did she discuss any of this with you when you were going through the script or anything? No, but I was aware of MKUltra and you know, acid in the subway stations in New York. You know, there are a million things that have gone on over the years uh, of which I am aware. And uh, I am personally opposed to, you know, I mean, the whole opioid thing that's happening now and the drug problems and everything. So I thought even from that perspective, it, w it, it was completely worthwhile mm -hmm. just as a, as a statement against that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I love the role of Ruth. How could you not love the role of Ruth? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a 
rant was fun. And um, I thought it had some wonderful twists and turns. And I mean, I've known Judy for a while now, and I knew she would just knock it out of the park. So That's fantastic. It's always fun to be able to have the opportunity to work with your friends, right? Yes. That's the ultimate goal, is to it work really with the good is. vibes that you surround yourself with. It was fabulous. We now, had a great time. Now, how are you? How are you? How did all the casting come about? Did you? Were you friends with all of them as well? Uh, we were all in a writers group. And, oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I got lucky because the person that was supposed to read wasn't there. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's great. So all those magic to, moments happen. Yeah, right? yeah. So I got to read, and I was like, "Wow, this was." Uh, it was really. Um, first of all, Judy's a, a powerhouse. I mean, she wears so many hats. So she's so smart, and she's a. Uh, Actors, director, producer, line person, menu, cook. She does everything. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that was just great about it was how many layers it, it took to get to the bottom of it. Mm. And, you know, why would somebody, you know, myself do that to another person? I think that's what, what helped me. I didn't, the MK Ultra thing, we talked about it a little bit, but I tried to stay away from that. I was just trying to see why my man would be so dirty to somebody so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that and yeah. another plug for Judy. Um, Judy, we're all as I'll be Ross said. Later. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get I get paid for this. Um, as he said, we're all in a writers group, and the running joke with Judy, she is so prolific, is that oh you need a script tomorrow? Call Judy. <laughs> no. I, I I mean it. it's great. She's had, she has so many projects in the works. I can't wait for you know, more and more and more of her work to come out. It seems like you just it gave me a key. I think that's the key to it is when you keep the momentum going and you don't, you know, take time to really, really sit there. When you sit there too long, you get the mold growing on you, right? You get the algae, you're in the pond. But if you're moving, moving, you got the stream of consciousness flowing, don't you? Uh, well, there's just so many great ideas out there that, um, I mean, a conversation with someone, another show I see, I get inspired by so many different things, and then I'm fortunate enough to have different people come to me. Raw and I are working on another project right now that he brought to me, and so I just enjoy that 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 creative process and from any number of angles. Um, and I have written and directed and you know acted and and so and I bring awards. all of those elements to. And awards. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to bring all those elements into it, and I think they I think they complement each other because I write from an actor's perspective, and um, you know, and also from a director's eye whether I'm going to direct it or not. In this case, I didn't. Josh Hodgins directed, and um, and I'm so pleased with what the outside eye that he brought to the project. I think he did a you know did a wonderful job with the story that I created, and. And, you know, when I sit and watch it, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, we, we made it happen, which is always exciting as a filmmaker. Now, have you seen this up on the big screen before? I have, but it's always fun. <laughs> it is, because, yeah. uh, you know, of course, each viewing, you get new surprises. Yeah, yeah, you see little little elements. I, you know, I catch things I didn't catch before. Sometimes there are little mistakes that were, you know, there's some costume, <laughs> some costume errors, some, some non-matching costume errors on some of our parts. <laughs> but we didn't have a script supervisor, so the fact that there weren't a lot more, I'm, <laughs> I just am grateful. Yeah, and there are so many layers in the movie that you—that's—that's that's the least of anybody's concern, I think. Well, I, I'm hoping that if if, if people uh, are engrossed in the film, then they won't be noticing if my jacket's on or off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the yeah. wrong shirt, or. <laughs> so, so now, are you, are you in the writers' group as well? No, I'm not. 
I'm just uh, an actor, crew member, and uh, yeah. I do a little bit of writing on my own, but I'm not part of the group. Gotcha. How'd you meet all these nice people? Um, everyone I met on set um, when I went out to Seattle to shoot with Josh, and uh, uh, yeah, that's where I met them all. <laughs> I could do Rich's I, PR. The guy's like, amazing. The guy, I just truth. Well, you told, guys have a, you guys have a good he, rapport about because Rich, he's he really is a uh, stickler for the craft. And what he brought to it, that intensity and that familiarity is because we worked on it on the side. And uh, he has a lot of projects coming up. He's just, he's just on low key right now. He has things coming up, but the guy's straight up amazing. I, I, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of Rich. I can't wait till we do part two because uh, my partner kind of turned on me. Um, yeah. Like yeah. It's inevitable, part two. <laughs> Let's hope right. so. Well, you guys, thanks so much for coming out. And uh, I'll, I'll write down where you can find this on the podcast and everything so you can... You, you can hear this later on within the week. Um, and then we got our next block coming up. So um, thank you guys. Thank you guys thank so much you. for coming out. Thank, thank you. Do you know what the next block is? Do you know what the next block is? That's the... Do you know what it's called? Hello? Uh, yeah. Hey, come in. Yes. Uh, I'm calling for Inspirato Projecto... Uh, uh, technical support, please. Uh, uh, I need to know how to access my uh, uh, uh Inspirato. Uh, I can't seem to figure it out. Uh, if anyone could get back to me, that would be. Uh, 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 appreciate it. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to a Walmart. There are people coming from any direction, all directions, all at once at the same time. If you've ever walked through Walmart, you know what I'm saying. Maybe all Walmarts are not alike. Maybe there are some Walmarts that are more harmonic in nature, filled with consideration. I guess these things are everywhere. You go everywhere and you'll find consideration and inconsideration. Yes, sir. Yes, Brother Polly. They also have hot and fresh pizza. Oh, do they? Oh, good God. Too oh, many good options. God. I know, though. There I are might, lots of options. I might just go with my salad. Where did that go? My brother Polly Shore is here. He's been taking some splendid videos, a very philosophical discussion, um, a nutritious philosophical discussion, might I add, um, from the farm to your table, your virtual digital table, actually my mouth. Uh, you'll see in the Inspirato Projecto Instagram. If you go there, if you do, Mr. Turetsky, you probably saw it. You probably saw all it. By the way, Mr. Turetsky, uh, check out his channel. He's always uh, adding wonderful asides, wonderful commentations, and his own unique brand of artistic expression. We are on our way. Yachtly crew is here on our way. Can you can you explain to me, David Bowie, what what items of interest you got today at Walmart? Well, 
I had three. Then I had four. But then I thought, why not go five? five, oh, five why not go five? five why not go five? Five items. What kind uh, of items? Well, I got I got water. Good. I got iced tea. Mmm. I got some Sauvignon Blanc. Oh yeah. Um, some D's nuts. I mean mixed nuts. Or no, actually, honey roasted peanuts. Aha. Uh-huh. Are those French as well? Banana. Oh, banana. Good. Good. Yeah. Apple. Oh, good. And a small sandwich. Oh, good. And that's it. What did you get, Polly Paulington? A Greek salad, a burrito, some cheese, and potato salad. Straight oh my out of God! Gilmore, did California. you? You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Actually, Gilroy, not to be, uh, you know, the word police or the, the city police. What difference does it make? Gilroy, right? Home of home of garlic. Yeah. Garlic. I've Gilmore. got a lot of listeners in Gilroy and in Gilmore. The best garlic. Fries so they're anywhere. both happy. It does smell like garlic outside, though. Big time. They make a lot of it here. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Garlic shakes. Check them out here in Gilroy. Um, th- this is such an honor that um, any of you are listening to this show right now. Thank you so much for checking out our coverage of the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, as well as behind-the-scenes stories and uh, interviews with Yachtly crew. How does it sound to you guys? What the heck? You got, what do you guys think about that? The fact that we're going to be interviewing Yachtly crew? Do you guys like that? Oh. They're, just, they're not talking now. But anyway, uh, in these upcoming episodes, you're going to be... You're going to be experiencing some some interesting. Uh, imagine, imagine if you were to combine Ken Nordine plus National Lampoon, plus Alan Watts, mixed with, jeez, uh, what else? Orson Welles. That kind of stuff. That's what this podcast is. Wouldn't you guys say? Hello, wouldn't you guys say? Um, you can also check out, in addition to the podcast, you can hear some of the, or actually sometimes hear, I'll do audio uh, uh, things right from the podcast onto the Instagram page. You can also check out video. You can also check out photos on the Inspirato Projecto Instagram page. So if you decide you want to be interviewed on this podcast. Do you guys like interviews? Do you guys like the interviews? Do you guys like when I do that? Um, sometimes I get uh, interviews with Uber drivers. Sometimes I just get interviews with people on the subway, just walking around in the street. Do you guys like it when I get the ones in the street? See, when I, when I point, when I talk to them, they don't really want to I think they're just shy. So you'll hear all kinds of different stuff. Uh, sometimes I interview homeless people. Sometimes I interject uh, ukulele riffs. There's a lot that's coming up. Also, this is an extension of the radio version of this. 1630 AM K-Chung, which appears the first and third Monday of every month. Do you guys like the radio show? Do you guys have a... Uh, preference on the, the radio show or the podcast? you guys have a... I guess the plane's going to answer that question. 
So any of you who happen to live in Los Angeles, I would love to if you're uh, I'd love to have you on the show. So if you want to inquire about it, send me an email at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Also, if you want me to interview interview you on the podcast, I would suggest download the app anchor.fm. That's what you're listening listening to right now, anchor.fm, and then we can collaborate together. Do you guys like when I collaborate with uh, Anchor people? No. Anyway, I hope to collaborate with you soon, and heck, who, who knows who knows what may happen. Talk to you later. Who blew up in space B is Brigadier Who died at the base C is Cassandra Who tore from her spring D is for Dave Who can't see a thing E is for Empress Who drowned in a flood F is for Foster Who fell with a thud G is Gantok Eaten by skulls so far H is for Harriet Yes, we know who you are I is for Ironside, who died with a lisp. J is for Jabe, burnt to a crisp. K is Kaborian, who got zipped with the lurch. L is for Lazarus, who died nude in the church. M is for Minotaur, who died in the hall. N is for Noah, turned into a bubble wrap ball. O is for Ood, who died without fail. P is Prisoner Zero, who got shanked in jail. Q is for Quarks, who rusted away. R is for Rory, who dies every day. S is for Silence, who we can't remember. T is for Tricy, shot to an ember. U is for Uncle, died of reasons unknown. V is for Van Gogh, who died all alone. Ah, it's a Gallifrey crumb. Gallifrey crumb tinies, Gallifrey crumb tinies. Hologram went out with a blip. Y is for Yeti, hunted by furriers wanting silk. Z is, Z is for Zygons who didn't drink their milk. Ah, it's a Gallifrey crumb. Gallifrey crumb tinies. Gallifrey crumb tinies. Gallifrey crumb. Gallifrey crumb tinies, Gallifrey crumb tinies. It's a song called Gallifrey crumb tinies. It's inspired by Edward Gorey's book, 
Gashly Crumb Tinies, and also characters from Doctor Who. Now, Kelsey Wales, an artist, is a huge Whovian, and so she drew out in Edward Gorey-style art the the uh, Doctor Who, you know, uh, from the Doctor Who universe. And a while ago, I had created a song. This was after Edward Gorey had died. I decided, you know what, I'm going to collaborate with Edward Gorey. And so I took Gashly Crumb Tinies, and I, I sang the alphabet song to those words. And I recorded a version, which is actually up on Reverb Nation. So uh, there's there's a version of that. That, that exists out there. And what happened was Kelsey Wales, along comes, uh, Kelsey Wales creates this Gallifrey crumb tinies. And I decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to reword it now. I'm going to put her words into it. And then I'm cobbled together a music video with her art and my music. And you can actually see that music video out there on YouTube. Gallifrey crumb tinies, Kelsey Wales, W-A-I-L-E-S, and I believe C-E-C, Kelsey Wales, C-E-C, Gallifrey Crumb Tinies. Check it out, check, 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 check it out. And now a word from our sponsor. Greetings, folks. Sources say that humans love meat and humans love clowns. So therefore, a combination of meat and clowns makes for an ideal mascot for basically anything under the sun. That's why our ever-present, almighty, dear charismatic leader has authorized us to invoke the power of the meat clown to hawk some cheap product to you. And when we say cheap, we mean cheap. $30 will get you 101 inch buttons. That's right, button products, folks. The kind you put on your shirt to advertise your band, your brand, or your art. But that's not all. We also have 1.25 inch button products at $40 per 100. And let me tell you, that quarter of an inch makes a huge difference. And of course, there is a uh, big, lovable three inch buttons. We have a hundred of those for only $70. Oh goodness, deals, deals, deals. Buy now, buy now, buy now. We advertise this as urgent to catch your attention, but the reality of it is you can order anytime from www.meatclownbuttons.bigcartel.com. It's Meat Clown approved. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. So, are any of the actors, filmmakers, producers, writers, anybody who created any of these movies here today? Come on up here. I want to ask you guys some questions. I notice you, sir. Yes, would you like to come up here? Sure. I have some questions for you. You too, miss. You did Family Pipes. Come on down. Come on down. Wow. we got so much talent out here. Were you in any of the movies, sir? No. no? You're just here to support? Do you know anyone who made any of the movies? Yeah, uh, Jenna. Which one? Jenna and the first one. Which one did they do? Oh, look at that. Um, oh, you know what? Here, I have two microphones. Do you want to hold on to that one? So, um, okay, so you were, you two were both in, in, in the same film. I thought that was great. I liked the, uh, the rapport between all of you. 
What, what is your name? My name is Jana Bossier. So uh, how were you cast in this film? How did they find you? Um, I think you actually... <laughs> you want me to tell the story? <laughs> he approached me on Facebook, actually. And then I went to the audition, and then there was like a three-hour callback. It, uh, I don't know whether we must we must have had a mutual friend or something, but I yeah. saw um, I saw her headshot and I said, oh, she might be good for this. So we brought her in along with a bunch of other people. It's incredible. You never know how you're going to find people. You oh, could yeah. find them sitting on the subway. You could find them just through Facebook. I mean, it's it's great, uh, especially in this day and age. I think it's easier and easier to be able to find the people that you're looking for when you're creating projects. Um, now, how many, you said you had three, three hours of callbacks or three separate callbacks or no, one, three it hour was, session? No, it was like one session, but it was three hours because he was mixing and matching different, um, pairs of people. And then, um, Skyler, who actually got cast, he misread the email and he came the last 15 minutes of the three hours and got the job. Incredible. So he swooped right in at the, at the very last did, part yeah. and he, he got it. That's awesome. Now, could you pass it to him real quick? I'm going to ask you something. So, um, is this your first film? No. How, how many other movies have you made? Oh, God, probably about 15. Oh, real quick, what's your name again? Um, Emmett Laverty. Oh, very good. So you've made 15? Yeah, well, I've been making films since I was in high school. Incredible. Are there places where these are seen? Like, can people see all these movies? Um, there's a, I actually have a lot on YouTube. And, um, uh, I mean, because it's... For, frankly, if you're going to be a filmmaker in this day and age and you don't have access to distribution, mm -hmm. uh, you got to use YouTube. So you got to get it out there however yeah, you can. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think that's what's beautiful, too, is I think, you know, especially now it's taking all this power out of all... The, you know, there's this illusion growing up going, oh, my gosh, in order to make a movie, you need all this movie, all this money to, to put into a 35-millimeter camera or to buy all that film or oh gosh how are we going to get it distributed so it's great that now we can just shoot films on our own and just get them out there on our own yeah it's i mean there's still you still need situations like this like film festivals and and you know you got to know people and mm -hmm. things like that so it is it's it's hard because it's so hard to get you know it's like it's like when someone says i you know uh i sold somebody's underwear on eBay. It's like, well, yeah, that's great, but that doesn't mean somebody bought it. And just to say, oh, I made a film, it doesn't mean anybody's ever going to watch it. So, Well, all of those little <laughs> things that we create, uh, you never know who's going to be able to see it in the future. If it's up on YouTube, three or four years from now, someone might end up coming across those and go, yeah, this guy, we need him to direct it. Or heck, they might see it the day after you create it. Yeah. And yeah. they decide they want to hire you for the job, right? Yes. All of that stuff was experienced for creating the next next film, Absolutely. which I think is pretty cool. Can you pass it on to this fellow for me, please? Now, now, what is your name? My name is Paul Rogan. Now, I'm sure many people have said uh, you're probably the voice of C-3PO on many occasions. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a very lucrative gig to get, especially uh, when it came back up again, but no. No. Yeah. Um, so no one's ever hired you to do like C-3PO in any cartoons or anything? No. But you had that Harry Potter thing. You were, you were... What, you were in a, a Harry Potter thing? What was this? Uh, no, no, not specifically. No, but uh, no, I'd love to do C3. C3. I, I often audition for those, one of the ones where uh, Iron Man's... Um, oh, the... Uh, oh, Jarvis, right? Jarvis, yeah, I don't yeah. get those either. There's, there's a million of us. Uh, there's a million of us. Yeah. 
I'm selling underwear on eBay. Oh, moment. very good. <laughs> very good. Now, how were you cast? Did he find you through Facebook or through... Uh... We actually met through a director's project called... It was called... Um, Director's Lab West. Yes. And uh, that was back in 2008, I think. What, what is that? Can you explain what that is, what that means? Yeah, it's a... Um, director's Lab... There's, a, there's, there's also a program, uh, I believe, based in Lincoln Center... Um, which I think is just called I think it's just called Director's Lab, and then um, and then they moved it out here also, and it's called Director's Lab West. It's stage focused. It's a um, it's a one week one week yeah one week program uh, based at the Pasadena Playhouse, and um, directors meet and and uh, we have a series of seminars and discussions and uh, workshops and. It's all. It's about stage directing, and Paul and I were both uh, in that as directors. So, it's great. You guys were able to. Uh, you kind of formed a tribe, and now you're working together. Yes, an English tribe. It's very <laughs> polite. We have tea, and uh, and uh, yes. yes. Uh, but also, I was in another of his films. I played. I played Jesus in one of his films. Absolutely. Fantastic. For some reason, Emmett is convinced that I have some quality of wisdom. Or something, uh, because uh, because he comes to me for those kinds of parts. yeah. Those those who have accent. British accents, I think that yeah, there's just automatically it's, the wisdom. Yeah, uh, it adds uh, yeah. It, it adds authority, doesn't it? It adds authority, except if you're in England. <laughs> yeah. Then it adds nothing. Yeah. That'd actually be a great movie, The Dumb Englishman. Like ever, like everyone thinks he's brilliant, but he really doesn't know what he's doing. Yes. They're like, well, he's English. He knows what the hell he's doing. He sounds so authoritative. That's Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, could you pass it on to her? Okay, thank you. Is that is that microphone working? Oh, hello. Hello. oh it's, working, it's working, it's working. And what is your name, Miss? Natalie Flower. And so you did Family Pipes, didn't you? I did. What 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 was that like to uh, put that whole thing together? How long did that take? Um, actually, it was shot very quickly. It was shot in like a weekend and a day, so three days total. But um, I was really. Um, I, you know, as I think you mentioned, as cinema is becoming less of a, a you know, a block or a challenge, a hurdle, um, trying to kind of um, conquer little bits and pieces at a time. And so Family Pipes was all about trying to get the cinematography and work out certain relationships. And uh, really proud of the cast. I think uh, the chemistry, kind of like what probably what you were trying to do when you were doing the three-hour edition, mm -hmm. really... Um, nailed that part um, but definitely you know still a lot of mistakes you know not quite at uh, the Oscar winner level I thought what was cool was how the uh, the, the backed up sink and bathtub were kind of a symbolic representation of what was going on with the family exactly thank you yeah thank you so you're much welcome for picking up on that it's really cool when you can hide those little Easter eggs in there yeah no I I think um, as uh, cameras and you know, as everything becomes more accessible and cheaper, I think it's going to be more of uh, the creative inputs and then the, those little innuendos that you can kind of pass on to the audience that are going to become more and more uh, valuable in our projects. So that's uh, it was a lot of fun. I've always noticed that when there's a lower budget, the creativity flows greater. You really got to dive up into the imagination. But I wouldn't say no to a budget. Right. <laughs> It's cool when, when people can see what you've done with very little, mm -hmm. because then they know that when you have a budget, you can actually, you know, you, they know that you'll do a lot more with that. Absolutely. I'm going to hand this microphone yep. over to her, her real quick. I'm going to come back through you guys again. Here, if we could just scoot down this way a little bit. Okay, um, so how long have you been acting for? Um, like 20 years. 
And so when you come across instances like this, you know, sort of, an, I guess, an unconventional way of, of finding, you know, of people casting you for stuff, mm -hmm. is that quite a surprise for you? Um, I think it was kind of delightful, actually. It's always nice to have someone want you to be part of their project yeah. or think you might be right for it. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised. It's cool because mm -hmm. you're not going that conventional route, having no. to go out to the, you know, or all these different auditions. You audition, yeah, you have someone coming to you. Yeah, because someone see someone sees that character within you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're, they're coming to you. Mm -hmm. It's just such a nice, such a nice feeling. I can assume. Yes, absolutely. Have you, uh, have you been in like other films out there that people can see, maybe on YouTube or, or anywhere on in Netflix or anything? Um, I've done a little bit of a lot of things. So from like music videos, I'm in two Slipknot music videos. Um, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, I was on that, Shameless, um, uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood with Kevin Hart, and so a little bit of TV, and then I have uh, some animation stuff that hasn't come out yet. Um, one is called Clicks, Cheerleaders in Cyberspace, and I got into VO and did some mocap for um, Mafia 3. Um, so wait, by by the mocap, do you did you have like the mask on I your had, face, like we always see? I what's his the, name, the, the Planet like, of the Apes dude? Yeah, like, you exactly. Got little cameras the looking camera. at your face. It's really interesting. It was one of my favorite experiences. But it's really interesting to act, and you have a camera extended out from your head and a light. So sometimes you can only see the outer shell of the person Ooh, that you're working interesting. with. Interesting. And then you know, of course, you have dots all over your face, and you're yeah. you're um, you're in that like sort of bodysuit sort of thing. Um, and you're in a basically a studio that has wall-to-wall um, -wall, uh, cameras and sort of capturing everything. So it's it's really interesting and like your physicality has to be right and all of that sort of thing. So, but it was a lovely experience. I had a great time. I bet something like that really. I mean, that that's the ultimate challenge in acting because you're. I mean, you have nothing but just your own imagination there. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, you did, it's just a bunch of cameras and stuff. So you're like, okay, I'm in a jungle or whatever. Like, oh, there, right. okay, I see a monkey mm -hmm. or there's a lion over there. I mean, you really truly have to dive into it because it's yeah. there's nothing there for you to look at, huh? Exactly, yeah. So how many of these voiceover things have you done? Um, I've done a couple. I did Mafia 3 and then I was brought on to Star Wars The Old Republic. Ha! Astounding, and here we have a future <laughs> C-3PO voice. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to work more in that arena. I mean, I loved it. It's really, I mean, with VO, you can do anything. You can be anything. Yeah. Female, male, it doesn't matter. You can be a donkey, you could be a bird, whatever. Well, it lets you stretch your, all, the, all that yeah, inventory, everything. all those crazy characters you might, There's you no know. There's no limits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, thank yeah. you for being here. Can of you course. pass that on to this guy? I have another question. Um, so have you made uh, like feature films as well? Yes. And what are some of the names of those, in case anybody wants to check them out? Um, well, I have one. Uh, I, have, I have a. I have two that are finished and sort of out there in the marketplace. One's called Santa's Letters, which I have to warn you is a very low budget, very experimental, but very close to my heart. Mm -hmm. um, uh, family comedy, and then um, uh, one called. Um, <clears throat> Oh, it's called She's Out of His Mind. We changed the title, and so I sometimes forget. It was called, it's called She's Out of His Mind, and uh, that is, we're actually going to do kind of a relaunch of that one, um, mm. you know, so it should be available through, like, Amazon and things like that. And then um, there's one that we shot last spring called um, Beauty, Brains, and Personality, 
and we're that's in post now. So uh, hopefully you'll hear more about that one. Well, it looks like you all had a great rapport with each other, and uh, uh, you know I'm sure we can expect to see these two in future projects, huh? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Well, I, I mean, I have to tell you that, for example, with with Paul, um, we we looked at a, a bunch of people for that role as of the waiter, and there were a bunch of different directions to go in. I mean, we were like we were looking at women, mm -hmm. we were looking at just all kinds of backgrounds and everything else, because I wasn't sure like what's the, you know, what's the best way, but eventually, but. But I, I, when we, and it wasn't just me, when we settled on Paul, it was, it was, I was relieved. I was like, oh, good, this is going to be good. This, I'm going to, it's going to be, because it's just, it's fun working with friends. It's fun, yeah. you know, with old friends. And hopefully in the future we'll do more together. Because um, her and Skylar, the, the, the young gentleman, um, that was also a great pleasure. It's, frankly, uh, some of my films have been so much fun, I feel like they're not... I mean, so much fun to make, I should mm -hmm. say, that there's uh, something wrong. I, <laughs> I thought it was funny, the direction that you took, where he ends up, he ends up putting his two cents in more and more and more. You, you know, he's just, a whole, he's just got the remote, and he's just, now he's just changing it, you know, and making comments, like inserting himself into the, into the uh, well, he relationship. It, it was awesome. He sees it's going wrong. He's, he's like, oh, no. Yeah, he's trying to yeah. clean it up. Yeah. And, he's, and I... I and I love how he, the way he handled it. It was very sort of, sort of like, you know, you know, sort of standing in the background like a proper, yeah, you know. <laughs> you can still see the gears turning. There's oh, yeah. a little trickster uh, yeah. thing going on in there. Yes, and then and then she murders the French. It was great. <laughs> we well, I just I have to say that oh, yeah. he he uh, when she says I don't want ratatouille, ratatouille, <laughs> and I I wanted a take of a proper Englishman just. Being mortified at the at the at the misuse of the language, mm -hmm. so I was very happy with that. I thought the color correction in there was awesome. All the colors oh. that popped in there in the, uh, the cinematography. You know what people actually when we were shooting, people were like, "Why are there blue lights in here? Why do we, Emmett? What are you doing with all this?" And I said, "I want it." I I, I just kind of was like, I, "This is what I want," and you know, no, actually, part of it was that we the the um, Main part of the restaurant where we were filming, they had a lot of neon, um, very bright colors, and I thought, I don't know how to tie that real restaurant with the place where you know the dining room, other than with the colors. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to have some sort of a touchstone so the audience would say, Oh yeah, that's the same place. Yeah, so they recognized Cause, it because it was totally. It was like forty miles apart and. <laughs> Very different places. So, can you, can you hand it to him yeah. real quick? I got a question. Okay, so you you met him in this directors uh, directors sure. group, mm -hmm. yes. directors tribe. Are you a director as well? Um, y not of anything filmed yet. Um, I, I do stage work principally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you direct. Oh yeah, what's your group? An <laughs> I, improv group? Uh, yeah, yeah. I am uh, I am one of the company members at Impro Theatre. And uh, my show, my principal show is Jane Austen Unscripted, which was nominated for an Ovation Award this last year. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Now, how long have you been doing improv? Uh, about 20-something years now. So, uh, yeah. And it's kind of a religious thing where um, if you don't particularly have a religion, this is a next best thing. I totally agree. Um, I, can't t I cannot mm. tell you how much I gush about improvisation. Mm. I, I went to uh, Columbia College in Chicago, and I... And, 
I learned improv there and the, the importance of ensemble, the importance of yes and, growing it, growing it. Um, I had a feeling you're an improv actor. I've, you've given little hints uh, throughout the, the Q&A about that. Mm. So it's, it's really cool to hear that you actually, you're, you're implementing this and making shows mm. with your well, skills. Well, yeah, because it's become, it started as, as kind of like a short form thing to do with acting exercises, but now it's kind of its own art form. We do full length plays. And uh, and we try we try to make them acted through and characters that are, that are grounded and have wants. We're actually very influenced by film now, so that uh, so that a, a long form will have the structure of a film in many cases, broken into quarters and beats and everything which which a film might have um, because filmmakers worked all that stuff out a good while ago so why shouldn't we take advantage of it too now are, do you take suggestions from the audience or is this something like okay we got like these these dots to connect and anything can go in between here and there we don't do dot connection we'll, we'll um, so for example with with our Jane Austen show we start with um, a trivial topic of conversation suggested by the audience mm. um, that was just like a, a gimmicky thing to just get us started but really it it forms a way in which um, a family can have or two girls for example if it's like a pride and prejudice kind, kind of thing can have different worldviews about the uh, about the thing being talked about so oh, that's great two two characters with strong ones it's fantastic. Can you end this to sure. her real quick? All right. So, are you? Do you have other projects in the works that you're working on right now? I do. I have a film that just came out, um, three hours uh, for the world to end twice, and uh, um, for the world to end twice. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. It is. But um, I'm really proud of just kind of how cinematography has been progressing, um, because I have like really huge respect for theater and stage plays, um, um, but. Um, I think that's where the film can lend a hand, where like with cinematography, maybe it can add that visual impact that the stage brings with its um, uh, history and uh, the art, the craft. Um, so, um, and then uh, I have a couple of um, features I'd like to make. Fantastic. Eventually, when I grow up. Now, where, where do, was this your first film? No, no, um, I don't know, maybe sixth or seventh. Are there any projects people can find online somewhere? No, I feel like I haven't got to my level yet, so I'm keeping them private until I get there. Well, thank you guys for uh, coming out and showing your movies, and uh, we're about to get the next block. You guys can obviously take some photos over there against the, against the wall if you'd like um, before we start our next block. Thank you guys so much. And this is going to be on Inspirato Projecto. Uh, this pot, it's going to be on the podcast, Inspirato Projecto. I'll write it down for you guys. It'll be on Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that. So you can hear, you can hear. And I'll, I'll be also putting it on the, um, the Kapow uh, Facebook page too. Okay. So you Perfect. can all hear them. Thank so thank you guys for coming out.
he did Sammy, he did Van Halen, he did Sammy. Jesus, wow. And, um, but his start was REO back in the day. Like, he was, I mean, those guys, those road crews on those tours back in the, in the 70s were like, they were like family. It wasn't like they pick up the next yeah. game. They waited for the next tour to start, and they were on, they were on, you know, the payroll. Did they get paid pretty well back then? Like, could they make a decent living at? Well, he does, yeah. He does, he does yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He does, he's for sure. But, but he, um, and that's all he's done his whole life. That's all he's done. But he crazy stories. Yeah. But oh, sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Did you want to do that walkthrough? I just sent Spencer a note. What you just heard there was a little giblet of Sailor Hawkins talking to our buddy Doug. Doug, who is the owner of Revo Sunglasses, he also has given out some sunglasses uh, to each of the members of Yachtly Crew. So. Whenever we play, we we like to wear those sunglasses. Uh, I can at least speak for myself. So that's what you heard right there. And something just popped into my brain. Uh, Some of you folks live in the Los Angeles area, perhaps. Southern California. Some of you are podcasters. Many of you use Anchor.fm app. For those of you who have been thinking about wanting to make uh, uh, your own podcast, I'd suggest... Download anchor.fm, uh, email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com, email me there, and I'll, I'll tell you specifically the same kind of microphone that I use. It just works for me. It's fun. Uh, it's great. If you find that it sounds good, uh, perhaps that's the kind of sound effect you'd like to have on your, on your podcast as well when you go out there and into the world and, uh, and conduct interviews out there in the wild so any of you who happen to have attended kapow intergalactic film festival any of you who entered films into it any of you who were uh at the q a and would like to be interviewed specifically for this podcast and we can dive deeper into your your uh, in, uh artistic process process processes We'll dive deeper into that. Really get to the roots, to the imagination of what makes you, uh, inspires you to create the art that you choose to create in the particular medium that you use. If you're a podcaster, uh, I would love it if you would like to cover some of the Q&As, some of the event uh, next year at Kapow 2019. We have new ideas coming coming through the pipeline all the time on what we'd like to do. Also, also, any of you who make apps, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. An app for Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. If this is something you'd like to collaborate with us on, um, I, I want Kapow to become this 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 project, this, this constantly evolving project. I was talking with my buddy Vince, be an incubator and, uh, and a, what was it? Incubator and instigator. I think that's what he said. So you incubate ideas and also you instigate new ideas. You're, you're showing what's around the bend. So, uh, we'd like to incorporate virtual reality, all, all, all kinds of interesting stuff. And uh, a part of this includes making an app. And 
Yeah, just just uh, ways in making it more of a fun experience. Can you think of, for instance, fun things that we could put inside the theater so it feels like it's its own reality, it's its own galaxy, so to speak. When you go in a theater, maybe we're going to shut out the lights, bam, it's uh, glow-in-the-dark stars up on the walls. Ooh, that could be fun. Maybe when we shut out the lights, it turns on a black lights, turns on black lights in there that shine upon the walls, which shows like this kind of design or something. So I want to really make this thing interactive. Also, coming up uh, November 4th is going to be a Bloody Bobby screening at Sunspace in Shadow Hills. I'm concocting this with Brian DeVille. If any of you have ideas, please email me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. And uh, I'd love to hear your ideas. I'd, here's, here's some seeds. Um, look up William Castle. Look up the stuff that that guy did when he was making his movies. I want to make it uh, a four-dimensional interactive experience. Um, maybe even with plants in the audience. Uh, a costume contest, you know, cosplay. Uh, cool decorations in there. Um... Uh, DJs playing haunting music, haunting sounds while there's reception going on. Uh, all kinds of different stuff I have ideas for. So if any of you have ideas and you'd like to collaborate on creating this experience, it's probably going to be about a four-hour experience. I'd like it to be sort of theatrical in nature. So I really would like it if, if uh, those who are volunteering to, to work behind the scenes of that thing, if we all wore costumes of some sort, I think that'd be cool. Give this Halloween vibe, this Halloween atmosphere. Also, if you happen to know of any um, little people who wouldn't mind dressing up in a Bloody Bobby-esque kind of costume, I was thinking during the screening, during the uh, screening, during the times when Bobby comes out to kill, then some a little person wearing the Bloody Bobby costume comes running out of the audience and it runs back behind the screen. So it just, people are like, <coughs> are, are in it, you know? So uh, I want to make it a, a, a fun, crazy multimedia event. People who love Instagramming live, going live on Instagram. I'd love to have those people in attendance. People who love to uh, Instagram uh, live on Facebook. That could be a, a fun experience. Uh You know, those those kinds of situations. Maybe instead of the camera pointed, you know, so we don't show any of the movie, so none of that movie gets leaked, it's actually the, the whole camera is just pointed at the audience as they're watching the movie. So we can actually get those reactions. That, that could be a lot of fun. That could be a whole lot of fun. Um, maybe with strange stuff happening up on the roof, you know, like, brr, brr, like running. Oh, my God. Grunting. You know. <laughs> Jeez, that could be a lot of fun. I've got so many Halloween costumes, uh, masks, all kinds of cool stuff that uh, people are more than welcome to uh, be be involved with wearing. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, if you'd like to cover Kapow next year, I would love that. If you'd like to be a guest on Inspirato Projecto Radio and also the podcast, uh, email me. If you're a musician... I prefer family-friendly. It doesn't have to be. However, I like to, you know, I like to keep it family-friendly. 
But that doesn't mean uh, that I won't play it. You know, mostly on, likely on the radio, I'll play it. I like to keep songs about three minutes. If you got any poetry, send that to me. If you uh, if you ever leave me, um, y- you know, audio of voicemails that you got on a, uh, some old micro cassette or I, I, any any kind of soundscapes, I love them. I love in, uh, putting them in there, weaving them in there. So, yeah, Inspirato Projecto at gmail.com.